0: Hey girl, welcome to the Farmhouse Scullery, where I share inspirational conversations for a homesteading wife. Content tailored for you to get you to feel inspired, empowered, and motivated to fall in love with yourself more. You can find me on all socials with the handle at the Farmhouse Scullery. Please keep on listening for today's rant. Hello, and Harrod here from the Farmhouse Scullery. Welcome back to this podcast. Today, I have a really special guest who I came across on my Facebook news feed yesterday, actually. And I heard her talking about what it takes to run a successful business as a mama. And I was like, I have to have this woman on my podcast. (laughs) So I (laughs) reached out to her yesterday. And while we're chatting, I realized what a divine appointment it was. We have so many parallels in our business. With her story in my business and my listeners so I'm delighted to introduce you to Christina Whiteley. Oh
1: well thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be able to share some knowledge and some insight and hopefully uh, help speed up the process for a few people because uh, it's really important to find mentorship and find people that you can learn from that have gone before you it actually collapses time so
0: it makes things happen faster. hmm I agree 100% <laughs> Yay. So, here's a little more about Christina. Christina grew up in a small town on the coast of British Columbia in Canada. Overcoming many failures and after being bullied through many years in school, she has a passion for helping women find their voice. She was a hairstylist for many years, running her own salon and on site wedding business, and she loved that she had the opportunity to install confidence and give insights to her clients. Three years ago, she realized that she could make a bigger impact and empower more people to live up to their full potential, think outside the box and start living the life of their dreams. Now as an industry leader, Christina and her husband Ryan are stay-at-home parents to their three-year-old daughter. They've sold their house in the city and moved to an acreage in the country so that they could start building a new legacy. They have paid off all their school and credit card debt and spent a lot of time traveling around the world. So welcome again, Christina. Thank you very much for being here. I've just shared like the formal bio. Would you mind sharing like a bit deeper about like who you are and how you've really gotten to where you are now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I,
0: I'm from a, a really small town on the coast
1: actually, and I grew up in a in a middle class family, much like people of that generation. My dad was the breadwinner. my mom mm-hmm. stayed at home with me. Um, and the reason that I bring that up is because I was really badly bullied from about grade four on there were times that I begged my mom not to go back to school. And, um, and she's like, Nope, you're going. She was like, I don't think that she really knew the extent of which was happening, but my mom, was always there for me. And I knew growing growing up that I wanted to have a child. I wanted to have children. I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be there for them too. Um, I, I really, I think that my life wouldn't, like, I don't know if I would still be here if my mom wasn't at home to instill confidence and belief and love. Like if she was working and she wasn't present for me, I don't know if I would still be here. So that's why I have a very strong, Drive to help other women. Um, I also have a strong drive to be at home with my daughter. And that was a huge challenge. You know, becoming a business owner or being a go getter, um, it really pulls on your heartstrings because you don't know if you should have children or not. And I, that was something I, I I tried to build my entire life around. So like a good daughter, I went to university because they told me to, it totally wasn't my thing. I am not a classroom person. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in every single class. Like I just am not that kind of learner. And, uh, and I struggled through it. Um, I incurred a ton of student debt, like tons and tons and tons. My parents didn't, They wanted me to go to university, but they didn't pay for it. So I incurred a ton of debt and I was just like, this is kind of crazy. Like, Why am I doing this? And so I I got into, I I was going to be a musician because I was a really great singer, but I didn't love uh, that lifestyle. I knew that having a family wasn't conducive to being a rock star, weird. And so (laughs) I decided that I was going to do something, you know, a little bit, more manageable and I became a hairstylist and I I loved doing hair. I absolutely loved it. I knew, okay, eventually I'll work from home. I'll be able to have a family. I'll be flexible. It seemed like it seemed like the solution to my problems. However, what I didn't think about in my youth was that I was going to be working evenings and weekends for the rest of my life. I also uh, didn't see the industry kind of coming to a standstill because the cost of doing business kept going up and up and up. And I kept making less money, which meant that a, I either needed to specialize or B I needed to work more hours and I didn't want to work more hours. I actually wanted to work less hours and make more money because like, come on, who doesn't want to do that? Right. So I was
0: like, this is really,
1: this isn't really working for me here and I did specialize in weddings so I was doing weddings like I literally our summer up here is from April till October like I know we're opposite to you guys and so we um we would work at like my husband and I would work every single weekend of the entire summer like I'm not exaggerating when I say I worked every single weekend from April till October I had multiple weddings I made great money but I was burnt the heck out out and so was my husband. My husband was a career bartender. He was really good at what he did. He made a ton of money. We had freedom to travel. We did the, the fun stuff but we didn't know how we were gonna get ahead. You know we had dreams dreams of owning acreage and 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 growing our own food and having chickens mm. and I actually have a ton of health issues. I, I'm celiac and I have a lot of food allergies so we have to eat organic and, and very careful of the kind of meat that we eat and all that kind of stuff. So this was you know our dream life was living out and and growing our own food and living off the land and taking no more than what we needed and mm-hmm. we had talked about that multiple times so we've been together for about 11 years we talked about this multiple times i remember like going camping with him and just saying like i need more campfires and 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 fireside chats i need more stars in my life Because in the city, you don't see them, you know, like, I need to have a place where I can think and grow and become the person that I want to be instead of running around the rat race. So Mm. we, we were actually a couple of years ago, we had rented a no, we didn't rent, we bought a $5,000 motorhome, like totally ghetto 1985 motorhome and drove all the way down the coast to Mexico. Um, We took eight weeks off work. And it seems like And like the best idea, like, we're so lucky we get to do this. Well, we sat on the beach down there and had sat there for two weeks and this young couple rocked up and like, I kind of thought that like, we were pretty cool because we had all this freedom. I'm like going to put like the air quotes. I know you can't see me, but like this freedom in our life and uh, this young couple rocks up and and they start asking, us like, what do you do for a living? What are you guys doing down here? And we tell them our story. Well, what do you guys do? Oh, well we work online. I'm like, Oh, when do you have to go back to work? And they're like, Oh, we don't, we're actually heading down farther down the coast. We're going to, we might even live here. We're not sure we work online. We can work from anywhere. And that was kind of my first introduction to network marketing. Now I don't know if that is like a swear word down under <laughs> or like, can I, can I say down under for New Zealand or is that just Australia? No, I think that's just Australia.
0: No, you're good. We're like lower okay. than Australia. <laughs>
1: I know like way down right. So, so, so network marketing to me was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's like a scam, right? Like I was like totally against it. I was super skeptical. I was like, okay, like whatever. But these people handed me a sample and went on their way. And at the time I didn't know that they were in network marketing. I just thought I want their life. I want to uh-huh. be able to travel. I don't want to have an alarm clock. I don't want to schedule. I want to be able to go anywhere and be able to work from anywhere. Like, and so I said to my husband, like, we got to figure this out. And it uh-huh. didn't happen until a couple of years later, but the seed was planted then. And lo and behold, a few years later, you know, all this stuff is coming up online and people are posting. And I'm still rolling my eyes and thinking there's no way that people are making any money doing this. <laughs> Until I saw a friend of mine, a girl that has two kids. She's a mom. She actually's a house cleaner. Like she literally scrubbed toilets. And she went from doing that to a year later making twenty thousand dollars a month online, shutting down her business. And I was like, Hey, hey, what, what are you doing? Like, you need to tell me what you're up to because that was it was real for me. When I saw somebody that I knew do it and become successful. I started looking into it more and I was more open because a lot of people are really closed to network marketing because they don't understand what they're saying no to. They don't understand that they're saying no to the freedom, the financial freedom, the time freedom, the everything. And you know what? Personally, I was willing to give up doing hair to have that life. Like you have to decide. I really believe in reverse engineering. So you have to decide the life that you want, like many of your listeners have, and then figure out a way to get it you have to you have to do the work you have to put yourself in in the game and so i started this business because i had a really terrible shoulder injury late into my pregnancy and i was going to have to go back to work when well, my daughter was 3 like 3 months 5 months like i was going to have to go back to work part time and i didn't even i didn't want to do it i just didn't i wanted to be at home with her i wanted to give her everything that i had and i decided that i was going to you know what throw caution to the wind throw my bad attitude to the side And I was going to do something different and pivot from what we were doing before that wasn't working. Because I didn't want to miss out on family birthdays and barbecues. I didn't want to miss out on camping in late days with my daughter. I didn't want her to have that life. I wanted her to have two present parents that cared and loved her and could give her everything that she needed. So honestly, that's what I did. And I just, I jumped in with both feet. I didn't know anything. I could barely post on social media. Like, I was like, what's this Instagram? Like, I didn't even know what Instagram was. And all of a sudden, um, I, I realized after using the products, getting a great result myself, that all I had to do was tell people, like, you're telling people, you got to go see this movie, or you got to go to this restaurant, or hey, you got to try these supplements because I just lost 40 pounds on them. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was really easy for me to refer people. And all of a sudden, The positive energy, the momentum, everything took off. And within six months, I was able to close the salon and on-site wedding business down. And within a year, my husband was able to leave his job. And that's why we could leave the city. That's why we had the freedom to sell our house in a high market and move to the country and buy the 10 acres that we dreamed of and live like we're retired now in our 30s when we thought we would have to wait till we were in our 60s.
0: Wow, that is one (laughs) kick of a story. (laughs) <laughs> but I have so many things I would like go off and of <laughs> like, like I am just, I think it's just the the encouragement that like anyone like you're saying like it's about pivoting. Like anyone can pivot from where you are now and go to wherever yeah. you want to be. There's no blocks. There's nothing that you've done or someone else has done. The Kardashians done or whoever's done. Your neighbor's done. Your friend's done. There's nothing that they've done that you can't do. We're exactly the same. And oh, I'm just like in full belief of that. And I know that when we're, when when we are in integrity with what we're trying to sell or what we're trying to do or what we're trying to promote or what we're trying to share, that is what yes. attracts people. It's And yes. network marketing can get a bit of a bad rap because you get the, I get a message every day from someone saying, hey, do you want to buy this coffee or I'll give you a free totally. or, Like just totally. calling stuff. And I think it gets the bad rap, but it's, there's people that are successful. So there's, it's not, it's not false. Like no. there's truth behind it. You can be successful. So what is it that you think really takes to run a successful business?
1: Well, first of all, like you said something really important that I'm no different. Like I don't have a university degree. I don't have like a master's in business or anything like that. I think the first thing is that you need to take ownership of where you are in life nobody has put you where you are right now you you like whether you believe it or not the choices that you've made have led to where you are right now not yes. you know your parents not your family not your you know your coworkers your boss your career like you get to decide if you decide today to pick up and start doing something else and take a small step in that direction you've just chosen a different path so once you take full ownership of that it's really easy to recognize hey This is not the life that I want to be living right now. It's time to do something different. It's time, I mean, even in my business over the past three years, I've had to pivot and do things things differently because what was happening before wasn't working and wasn't moving us forward. So, you know, the number one thing is is I think is finding somebody that you want to be like. Find a coach, find a mentor, find somebody that you can learn from. And if that's not somebody like a a physical person, maybe it's a course, maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it is like maybe it's an online course, whatever it is, and start to educate yourself. You know, I heard Rachel Hollis say the other day um, that ignorance is a choice now because uh-huh. you have free information at your fingertips everywhere online, even as moms. You know, we say we don't have time. I just finished reading the book, uh, The Big Leap, and we actually own our time. We spend so much time worrying about the time that we don't have that we could be taking action and getting to work right? Or so much time talking ourselves out of it. Like I could have, I'm just a mom. I'm just a wife. Like how could I run a, you know, a quarter million dollar business from my phone? How could I run a million dollar business from my home phone? How, well, actually you can, you just have to get in front of the people that know how to do that and start asking questions because the people that you surround yourself with, those are the people that will help you grow and level up and learn more things. You're fully capable of doing anything you want on this earth you decide you decide you are the captain of your ship okay so <laughs> once you understand that it's really easy and it's the consistency it's the consistency and the grit and the and the knowledge that you are going to fail and that failure isn't bad it's simply a lesson that you have to learn and with every failure i have cuz i fail i fail forward a lot like i have not won a lot of things i really have have failed forward this whole time. But it's because I've embraced failure. It's because when I make a mistake, I don't beat myself up over it. Sometimes I'm upset. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I laugh and I'm like, Oh, that was dumb. But the majority of the time I'm like, what is the lesson? What's the lesson here? Or if I'm struggling through something, what is the universe trying to tell me right now that I need to learn? Because obviously I'm going through something right now. That's very difficult. I feel anxiety. I feel stress what am I supposed to be learning right now so that I can release it, learn from it and move forward. And if you look at problem solving as a daily event and you're willing to put in the work and be consistent day in, day out, day in, day out, the people that take quitting off the table, that's who succeeds. Like that's the only difference from, you know, making $20,000 a month in business for the people that make $500 a month in business, the people that make $20,000 a month, don't look at failure as a bad thing. And they do the
0: work even when they don't feel like it. I'm just nodding to high heaven <laughs> everything I've just said. <laughs> oh, the failures and the lessons and the consistency and, oh my gosh, Rachel Hollis and the big leaf and all of the things. Like, it's that's literally the full picture of, like, where I'm sitting right now. And it's just, it's so amazing to be able to share this with people and really, like, dig deep like so okay so what does it look so okay do you want to tell me your process just dig a bit deeper into the failure thing like what happens what's your process like how do you handle it when you're feeling so overrun with emotion like what is your process from changing it to like a failure emotion victim stuff to like getting the lesson how do you do that
1: okay so I can I kind of want to talk you through two processes here because there are there there's things that we face in life that we talk ourselves out of. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to give you the example of skydiving because I'm terrified of skydiving. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why people jump out of planes and I make fun of it. I make fun of it. Right. I laugh. I make fun of it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You can go do that on the weekend, but there's no way I'm going to do that. Right. But (laughs) is that an actual fear? No, because people jump out of planes all the time. It's my personal fear. So you could ask two people to go up and give a speech in front of a thousand people. One person is like, bring it on. What am I talking about? The other person is like, there's no way in heck I'm going to do that. I might pee my pants. Like I'm too scared. Right? So Mm -hmm. you've got two people with different perspectives and the fear state is something that our brain does because it keeps us safe. It runs all of these different scenarios that aren't going to happen, like all these hypothetical scenarios that aren't going to happen to keep our body and our well being safe. Well, when you realize that you're scared of something, first of all, it's recognizing that it's fear. Second of all, then it's wrapping your mind around it. So it's like, well, could I physically get into a plane and jump out of it? I could do I want to No. why because I'm fearful. Well, what if my best friend does it? What if my husband does it? And they're like, it's the best thing that you've ever done. You're like, you, it will blow your mind. It's not as scary as you think. And they kind of talk, you know, you hear other people's experiences and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I, I might be able to do that. I might, I might be okay. I might be able to do that. And then you hear, you, you look into it a little bit more, you look into it a little bit more and and you get more feedback and you're like, wow, this is the most exhilarating thing. Like if you can jump out of a plane, you can do anything. Well, that would get to me, right? Like, because I feel like if I could jump out of a plane, I could do anything. Okay, maybe I can do that. I think I could do that. And this is the thing that you talk yourself through in your mind. All of a sudden, when you've processed it enough and you've realized that your fear is not real, you're like, hell yeah, I could do that. I, I'm not <laughs> going to. But hell yeah, I could do that. I could absolutely do that, right? So you talk, you can actually... Physically talk yourself through it when you recognize that it's fear. Now, when it comes to failure, you know, um, so I'll give you a little bit of my background. Um, As a singer, I was a competitive singer. Um, I I sang in festivals. Uh, I went into doing pageants. I never won my local pageant yet. The people believed in me that sponsored me, so they pushed me on to my provincial pageant. I didn't win that either. Then they pushed me on to um, a national pageant which I didn't win either. I actually, I came top seven, but I didn't make top three. And what we found out after the pageant was that the politics of it, they couldn't afford to have me win because I was on the other side of the country and they couldn't afford to fly me to events. The corporation couldn't afford to do that. So what you have to understand is when you fail, it's not necessarily your fault. There are a lot of other like pieces in play that are there and we're in this life to learn lessons to become better to evolve so that our kids evolve so that we become examples for our children now when we fail we show our kids how do you respond to that right Mm -hmm. do you get mad Do you get upset do you quit or do you start thinking hmm I guess I could have done this differently. Maybe next time I'll do it differently. What would be the solution to this? And we get to teach our kids that because our kids, they don't listen to the things that we say, but they watch everything that we do, everything that we do. So if we can teach them that overcoming failure is actually normal and it's a process, Like I know that people fear that. I understand there's this massive fear of failure, but when you actually switch your mind around and recognize failure as a stepping stone, And that these are like really just resources to help you get to the edge of your capacity and to grow and to learn. It's a totally different ballgame. You don't sit around and beat yourself up. Like why the heck are you sitting at home beating yourself up for a failure? Nobody cares. Like I love you, but nobody cares Mm -hmm. that that happened. You're personally taking it on and you don't need that energy. You know, we're, we're the worst to ourselves. And so what I would encourage you to do is every time that you have a failure, think about it as your best friend or your sister or your brother, and they come to you with this failure. What would the advice be that you would give to them? Because, you know, if my sister came to me and said, Oh, Christina, I really messed up, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. I would say, don't worry about it here's what you can do. Here's the solution. Tell me more. How can we fix this? Right? Like I would never be like, Oh, you're a dumbass." Like I would never do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would really, I would encourage you to speak to yourself and get in your own
0: head and speak to yourself like you would speak to your best friend. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that too. We, we are typically so shocking. Our heat dialogue is like, I, I remember at one point, um, doing my first ever thought audit and like realizing and taking note of all the things that I thought about. And I was like, Oh well, yeah. no wow, I'm depressed. No wonder I have anxiety. No wonder I'm so scared of other people's opinions. No wonder I don't do anything. I feel lazy. I can't chase my dreams. I blah, yeah. blah, blah. Everything. I was so toxic in my own head. And it's like, what oh my goodness, no wonder you can't get up. No wonder you think you're a failure, you know, because you're telling yourself these things over and over again. That's wiring your subconscious mind to be leaning towards it. And so when we understand it, it's so freeing. Oh my goodness. When we can take, like when we can learn and empower ourselves with information and stories and testimonies and all of the things, we can chase whatever we freaking want, especially as parents, like, I so love what you're talking about with your daughter. Like, how are you going to teach? Like, they, you're right. So You're so right. Kids do not learn from what <laughs> we tell them. They learn from what they see. They copy. They, like, I catch my kids all the time saying things. And I'm like, well, where on earth did that come from? Oh, right. I say that to them
1: all the time. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? They're little sponges. And the other thing is be very, very conscious of who you spend time with. Because the five people you spend the most time with are the most influential people in your life. If they are shooting down your ideas, they are negative, they're always complaining, they are bringing down your energy, they make less money than you, like I'm not even kidding. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are going to impact your life. So if you're not conscious of that and all you're listening to, I lived that life. I lived that life in my 20s with all the people that were negative and wanted to complain. And I don't know what happened at 30, I just woke up and I was like, hold on a sec. I don't have to put up with your crap. I don't have to listen to this. I don't have to be brought down by all of this. I can find a tribe that wants to raise me up and has the same way of thinking of me
0: or as me. And, and people would not be on your podcast if they didn't want to love up. Yeah, 100%. So you were just saying before that like like when you were 30, is that the switch? Like was that the catalyst to to all of this happening for you, for your life changing? Or like, so you just woke up one day or does something happen? Or? Oh, it's funny that you should ask that. Um, I,
1: you know, I was in a really, before I met my husband, I was in a really terrible relationship. Like instead of dating a, a one guy with a bad quality Um, and dating 10 of them in a row. I just dated one guy with 10 bad
0: qualities. (laughs) So
1: I was in a really terrible relationship that crushed my soul. And when I left, I said, like, I remember walking out the door and saying, I hate who I've become when I'm around you. And I cannot stand who I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I left. And that was a pivotal moment for me um in starting to seek up and look for other, you know, look for other people. And then I met my husband and he is extremely intel he's very quiet, but he's extremely intelligent. He's very insightful. He's very thoughtful. And he started changing. You know, he started calling me on my stuff. He started like Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you can't say that. You can't put that energy out into the world. You can't do that. And he would give me, like the reason I married him is because I'm, well, as you can probably tell, I'm a pretty strong-willed person. (laughs) And (laughs) the reason I married him is because he called me on the shit. He called uh-huh. me on it and he was like, you know what? You can't say that or you can't act that way. Or like, if you are doing this, then you're going to attract people that are like that. And, and he really woke me up to that. And I had to let go of those people to move forward. I had to let go. Of all of that stuff, all of the stuff that was anchoring me, um, so that I could grow into the person that I was meant to be. And the crazy part about it all is that I had physical problems, like I have physical, like nausea problems, because I wasn't living up to my full potential. And I freaking knew it. My subconscious mm-hmm. knew it. I knew it. And I was just like playing it safe. And that doesn't that that doesn't light my fire. So at 30, then um, that was before I had my daughter. I had my daughter at 33. At 30, um, I just I, I'm like, I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm like, I'm a freaking grown-up. I don't have to do this. Like, I don't have to put <laughs> up with this. I don't I get to choose my friends now. I don't have to be friends with you. I don't have to spend time with you. And and all of a sudden a switch like flicked in my head and I was like, Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm gonna look for people that are like me.
0: Yes. I praise <laughs> you. Thank you for doing that for yourself and sharing it. And- <laughs> This is what we all need to do. We have to flick the switch and go. No, I am in control of my frickin' life. (laughs) No one. And sometimes it's self-love, right? It's finding the
1: self-love for yourself.
0: Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So, like all of these things, you're living rurally now. Like you had all the um, like all these anchoring to different areas and stuff. How how do you um, balance or cope? Like, what is what does it look like trying to surround yourself with the five people that you you know, want to be like the have the higher goals and the income and all the things while living rurally and while being a mum. like how does that, and then running a successful business, like how does that look for you? You know, that's such a great question.
1: Um, I realized, so I I progressed very, very quickly in my business. um, And I felt I'm a very social person, obviously being a hairstylist, like I really love that aspect of it. But I found that I could still connect and build relationships online. Um, And it was last year that I recognized that I was growing exponentially because I was an entrepreneur, but I was failing at leadership. I, I didn't know how to help other people grow like I was growing and people, I wanted to raise the bar. Like I actually care more about my team. Um, my, my love language is impact and personal freedom. Those are the two things that I need. So I found my personal freedom in my, in my income, but I, my, my heart wasn't being met on impact. And I realized that I didn't have the tools that I needed to help others grow. I was just like, ah, get it together. Like, I don't understand why, like, I don't understand why you don't understand, you know? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. that was, you know, I always understand that in, you know, my business or in my personal life, that if there are issues, I take responsibility for them. Like, especially as a, as a elite leader in my company and in the industry, if anything isn't working on my team, it's because it's my fault. So I started realizing that I needed to up my game and get in front of people. So in all honesty, um, I found somebody that I, I really admired. And she happened to be putting on a workshop on a cruise. And I signed me and my best friend up. And I was like, Hey, you're coming on a cruise with me for my birthday. And she's like, sweet. I'm like, uh, it's personal development. And she's like, okay and so we went and like all of a sudden this this cruise opened up a whole new world of different people and a whole new world of different experiences and a whole new world of different doors just opened like in front of me and then I Mm -hmm. and then I recognized hey um you know what I don't know a ton about my industry or duplication. Like I've been really successful because I'm a hard worker, but like now it's time to raise the bar for my team. So I, I sought out a coach. I sought out, and I truly believe this, you know, if if you're trying to level up and like, it could be, you know, maybe you start a Facebook group for, for your rural community and you guys meet, um, and and do things together. Maybe you do a seed exchange, or maybe you guys Mm. talk about tips and tricks that you have on the farm or whatever it is. Like, you can, you can create your own community of people Mm. that are like-minded and it's actually quite easy. And when you do, I'm telling you the friendships that you'll make. So it's finding somebody that you can learn from and then getting in front of them. And then that door opens up more people. And so for me, hiring a coach was what I had to do. That's what I had to do to level up. So I hired a coach of somebody in my industry that had, you know, I think we have like a collective of like a hundred plus years in the industry from all of the masterminds that are there, people that have made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are sitting there telling me how to do it. And so that speeds up time. Now, I recognize that I run an online business and a lot of people, um, you know, you crave this rural lifestyle. Well, in Canada, organic farming, not a ton of money in. So we had to figure out what were we going to do? Well, we brainstormed and because my husband was a, a bartender like this is what I how I want you guys to start thinking different streams of income um mm-hmm. we cleared some land and we're planting 450 apple trees and we're we're zoned for a distillery so we're going to do cider we're going to make cider and have oh an estate God. cidery so oh there are different things that and and connect with other people that are doing that and learn from them. You know, there's people in our area that my husband will go and volunteer at their cidery and learn how they do things so that Mm. you again, collectively raise the bar. So, you know, is this all manageable with kids? I am never going to tell you that the work life balance is easy. Anybody that does is, is lying. It's not (laughs) easy. It's not easy at all. But if you can leverage your time and find a way to bring in an income that will feed your love, and your passions, that's what I encourage you to do. Because you know, for us to be a hairstylist and a bartender trying to make more money, we'd have to work 80 hours a week to make more money and we'd be exhausted. But when you can use, um, you know, this whole new online world, not to say that it's for everyone, like I'm not saying, and I'm not even saying that network marketing is, is the solution. Like it could be a different online business. It could be something that you are servicing rural areas and, and, and maybe you're selling organic seeds, you know, whatever it is, sprinkler systems, whatever, it doesn't matter, but utilizing online so that you can batch your time so that you're not on other people's time and you have to learn to be present so when i'm with my daughter my phone is not in the same room as me or if we're outside and i want to take pictures for content because of what i do my phone is on airplane mode or i i I might do a quick live video and then the phone goes away but i'm present 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 when i'm with her and then I block out space in my day and I ask for help. I ask my husband and say, Hey, I need two hours here that I need help um, because I need to work on my business. And, and, and we work together as a team. Having a partnership is so important and having that communication. That's the only, like, honestly, that's the only reason that I am where I am is because my husband and I have partnered together. We don't have any gender bias. My husband cooks all of our meals. He does the laundry. My husband also like I'm the one, I'm the one that brings in the paycheck right now. And I'm totally cool with that because when I first met him, He absorbed my student loan into his house. So, you know, like, he's like, I'll pay off your student loan. And now we're going to do everything as a team. And we agreed to that 11 years ago. So Mm -hmm. that's what we've done. And I encourage you to have conversations. Like, don't just sit in your home with your kids saying, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do this have the hard conversations. Say my dreams and aspirations are this. What are your dreams and aspirations? Write down your goals. Come up with a plan. If you don't know what your dream life looks like and you haven't written it down, I'm telling you, write it down on a piece of paper because when we were moving from our house in the city to the house in the country, I took out this piece of paper from my desk and I just said, oh my God, look at this piece of paper. We wrote down, we wanted 10 acres. We wrote down, we wanted to grow our own food. We wanted to do this. We wanted a suite. We wanted, you know, all of these things and we got everything we wanted and we wrote this three years ago. Yes. So we didn't know that was going to happen, but when you set an intention, the universe takes over. uh, You know, I I say that 2020 is going to be my million dollar year, the year that I make a million dollars that year. I don't know. How the hell that's going to happen but I have faith that something is going to switch or kick on maybe it's a TED talks maybe it's a book whatever it is I have faith that something is going to switch on and everything is going to explode and that's what's going to happen
0: yeah I fully agree you set the intention as to what you want and you let the universal God decide the how Just 100% it's you just you have to know what you want if you don't know what you want nothing can happen you know yeah you have to dig deep you have to be honest with yourself you have to soul search and it's amazing and so this leads perfectly into another thing I wanted to ask you which is for all the women out there who like have this burn to do something for themselves whether it's a business or are doing just doing something different but they don't believe they're going to be one of the lucky ones who make it what would you say to them
1: huh I like whenever I hear people say lucky I just want to laugh Um, because (laughs) there is no such thing as luck. There's no such thing as luck. When you talk to successful people, you have no idea what their past is. You have no idea where they came from. You have no idea the obstacles that they've overcome because I didn't just skyrocket a business. I had been doing those things for a long time. People say all the time, Oh, you're so lucky. You're so good at public speaking. I'm like, uh, I started singing competitively when I was six. I started doing musicals and acting when in my youth. I got into doing pageants. I did Toastmasters. I was, I was coached on how to do interviews and, and um, impromptu questions. Like This didn't happen overnight. Now, yeah. th- I don't want that to deter you. I don't want that to deter you because you either start today or you start five years from now or you start 10 years from now or it never happens for you. So you have to decide today that things are going to change. When you are listening to this and you know that I'm talking to you, you have to decide today that things are going to change. And even if it's picking up the phone and doing a research call, even if it's going into Google and Googling something because you're interested in it and you start doing research, you have to just take small incremental steps every single day to move towards your goal. What I do, a freaking monkey could do. Like, I'm not even kidding what I do for a living a monkey could do but the fact that I do it every single day day in day out the last three and a half years that I never waver I do it on the days that I don't freaking feel like it I do it anyways I'm so Mm -hmm. stubbornly disciplined because of what I want because of the life that I want because I know what my family deserves I know what I deserve and what I want and I have an expensive taste and I really like to travel So I'm not willing to give up the things that I love because I had a bad day or I was tired or whatever. And it's not about these big grandiose gestures, right? Like it's not about that. It's about doing the small little things and creating success habits. And if you're the person that's sitting there saying, I'm just a wife, I'm just a mom, I'm just a student, I'm just a friend, I'm just a daughter, I don't know anything. That crap needs to stop right now. Like We are exactly who we decide to be. If you are not where you want to be in life, you need to start making choices daily to get there. And maybe it's positive affirmations. I'm sitting here in my office and I'm looking um, because I do a lot of work. I work with a lot of healers. I I work with a lot of people that manifest and cast vision. I'm sitting here looking at my three truths that I'm embracing right now. I'm making progress. My potential is unlimited. I am focusing on moving forward and upward and I am cherished. Those are the three truths that I tell myself every single day because I was lacking that belief at this point in time. And 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 journaling, like you said before, is such a great way to do that because you journal and you talk about how you feel and what you're going through and all that kind of stuff. Well, as soon as you have that on paper, you can turn it around and put, and, and put in the positive affirmation that you start telling yourself because you and I both know that we create our consciousness, that we create the life that we have in front of us, and that if you're feeding yourself negativity and crap that you can't do it, you're never going to do it. But if you get up every day and you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm committing to doing this. I, I want this badly enough. And, and what it comes down to is why. Why do you want these things? Because that's the only thing that keeps me going is because I look at my daughter and my dad was never around when I was growing up. Like he wasn't home. He was always working. And my daughter has a foundation for confidence, courage, discipline, grit, problem solving because we're always here for her and you know she has her good days her bad days but we're always here. The love that she gets from her father, she's never going to seek in an abusive partner. Mm-hmm. Right? She's never going to act out. She knows she knows that we love and care for her. She doesn't need to go find love from somebody that is going to treat her poorly because she is enough and we yeah. give her that every single day. And I think if we if if we weren't doing this if I didn't commit to this I wouldn't be able to put her in private school. Yes, that is a huge blessing for us. You know, that's something that that gives her a leg up. And whether, you know, whether you're angry about money or not, because a lot of people have a really poor money mindset and they think that money is bad, or inevitably they've watched a a movie, a Hollywood flick where people have portrayed rich people as bad. Money is a magnifier of who you are. Money is absolutely a magnifier of who you are. So if you are a good person, you want to make an impact, you give back to charity. Last year, my company honored me with a gives back award because I was able to influence my team to give back. I was able to give back more than we ever, ever, ever could before. And that to me, that's what success means is that I can do those things for others, not for myself, but for others. If I give up on that, I can't do those things, you know? And I think what's the alternative? What's the alternative to, to the lifestyle that I want to live? Never traveling with my daughter because I couldn't afford it. Never showing her these beautiful places or, or taking her to third world countries to do mission trips so that she's grateful for every single little thing that she has, including the firewood in her fireplace. You know, like it's, yeah. it's so important that we teach our kids value because nowadays they don't get that.
0: That that is amazing, the impact you can have on other people's lives and your child's lives. And when we, like, I agree, so many of us have hang up to that money because our parents used to say, oh, um, what's what I hear quite quite often is um, are successful people, people with a lot of money have stood on others to get to where they are, like the whole bully, Never. You know? And it's just, and, and these things will then impact that, oh, you know, we don't want to earn money doing something good because it's then it's dirty money, you know, or, or whatever That's a mindset. Yeah, but the truth is if if you are in the business of helping other people, empowering other women or helping them through depression or whatever it is, if it's a soul-led business, you have to earn money to be yes. able to do this work. So you, you need to go back to your money mindset and the things you're believing and that that has been an absolute game changer for me this year when I've learned about yeah. my, my limiting beliefs I had around money and what was really truly holding me back from putting a value on things that you know, I would, I would say to myself, like, oh, no, I wouldn't pay for that, or why, why should I be charging for this, you know, people can get it for free, or I, I, in the past, that's the transition I've had to do, is, in the past, this is, this is advice I would have given away for free to my friends and family and people around me, you know, so the transition is, is huge when you can step into that gracefully, and, and just know that, like, and change, change your beliefs to know that, You are where you are and you ultimately are doing what you're doing because you are going to impact hundreds, millions, whatever, of yeah. woman around you. And, and part of that is a financial resource. It's not dirty. It's something you need well, you know, to do those things.
1: Ab, well, absolutely. And that's, and that's actually, it's funny because I did a video today on that is that like I invest tens of thousands of dollars a year to get better. Why? Mm-hmm. Because your how much you get paid, is a direct reflection of the value that you bring to people around you, right? So you have to understand that your level of personal development, the value that you provide, when you do more and become more for others, the pay raises. So when you decide that you're going to be so valuable that people are going to spend $10,000 to come to an event with you, like Tony Robbins, when you put in the work, and the thing is, guys, it's hard work. Like there's no shortcuts, there's no luck, there's none of that. Mm. But what I recognize is that when I pour into myself and I get better as a leader, my people get better as leaders. They follow me because I'm the one that's investing in myself. So yes, do I make more money? Absolutely. But we all rise together. And there are people on my team that are making just as much money as me, if not more than me, because Mm -hmm. they believe the same thing. And that's what I think is so, is so important for people to understand that money mindset is that money is not evil. And if you like, if you just sit in quiet and think about the richest person that you know, mm-hmm. what are the feelings that come up? Are you like, Oh, that's so amazing. They do so much. They put so much into the world. They're, they're amazing. Like, that's so cool. I would love to do that. Or are you sitting here thinking, oh, I wonder who, who they screwed to get there. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like my, my family, even, even my family. Okay. When I started making really good money, my, first of all, I want to be honest. My dad called this thing a pyramid scheme forever. But I was like, (laughs) how's that pyramid scheme going? Like, when are you going to get a real job? Ask my husband, (laughs) when are you going to get a real job? Well, you know what? One day I finally got sick of it. I was like, dad, we make more money now than we did in our quote, real jobs. Okay. And he's like, well, how much did you make last month? And I was like $17,000. And this was just one year into the business. And Mm he never asked me again. He never asked (laughs) me again. And the thing is, here's the crazy part. When we started making more money, both of my parents said, when is enough enough? When like, you don't need to make any more, you don't need to make any more money. That's their money mindset. That's their yeah. self-limiting beliefs that they've imposed on me my entire life that I had to break through because uh-huh. when's enough enough? And then my dad even even went to the extent of because he's so old school and because I'm a woman and I'm making money in my family and because he's old school, that's a threat, right? Not my mm-hmm. husband. My husband and I are a partnership and, and he is my biggest fan and my biggest supporter and I absolutely love him. But he even my dad even went as far to say as If you don't stop doing this, you might even ruin your marriage over all this money. (gasps) I'm like, what planet are you on? Like this money is making my marriage awesome. Cause we get to go on vacation and we get to go on family yeah. vacations and we get to do, we have our own personal freedom. Like my husband goes on separate vacations. I go on like, we are so good. And that's the thing is that people don't understand until they're in your shoes and in your position. And there are all mm-hmm. of these things that you've been programmed to believe that
0: are not true and you have to overcome them. And the only way to do that is personal development. Yes, and something that I keep on thinking as you're talking is like when I'm thinking about like the consistency and the showing up, and you've got to decide for yourself. Something a, a saying that keeps on popping into my head is the best time to try to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The yep. second best time is today. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent.
0: And it's just go and plant a tree today. Yes, it was yes. 20 years ago, but start today. <laughs> plant a forest. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It's been absolutely amazing chatting to you. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners, anything on your heart that you wanted to share? You know, um,
1: I, I have been in, because of my upbringing, because of bullying and the things that I've had to overcome, I've been doing personal development um, and pouring into myself for 15 years. It's not something that I ever go a day without. It's just not. And, you know, it may be Rachel Hollis. It may be Tony Robbins. It may be some influencer that you've seen on social media. It, it may be Brene Brown. It may, like, there's so many people out there. Oprah. Like, there's so many incredible people out there. Get, you know, get on TED Talks and start listening to inspiration. Get on podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. fill your soul with things that, that, that light it on fire. Don't ever go a day without doing that kind of work. Because not only does it change your mindset, it changes your future.
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. So much power. Would you please share with the listeners where they can find you, all your handles, websites, all of the, the places they can go and follow you and get some more inspiration from you?
1: Absolutely. So I am on Facebook as Christina with a C-H, Whiteley, W-H-I-T-E-L-E-Y. I also am on Instagram at the Christina Whiteley. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Christina Whiteley. I also have a website, which is www.setgoalsdreambig.itworks dot com. Um, if you have any questions, uh, concerns, uh, things you want feedback on, you want to brainstorm with me, I totally open the door to do that. You can email me at Christina Lucia83 at gmail.com. So I'm gonna spell that for you. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-L-U-C-I-A-83 at gmail.com. And I would love to open a conversation with you because sometimes you just need somebody to bounce ideas off of. And uh, and I'd love to be that person for you because I know that I've had those people in my life and they've changed the game and the trajectory of where we were going.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Christina. And for the listeners, if this has touched your heart, we would absolutely love it if you'll take a screenshot of this episode and tag us both on Instagram. We absolutely love it when you share and totally up for conversations and if there's someone else who you think really needs to hear this please share it with them and let us know so we can thank you thank you so much (laughs) Christina for being here this is an absolute powerhouse and I'm so inspired to go and create so much more things right now
1: good thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it thank you for reaching out to me after watching a video and and letting me share um, my insights and my perspective with your listeners and I'm just so grateful to be here and be connected with women like you
0: I absolutely love changing the world one person at a time. And if you're passionate about this, if you're passionate about personal development and you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love if you would screenshot this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Farmhouse Gallery so other people can get this message too. Women empowering women is (laughs) the most powerful thing ever. So thank you very much for being here and I will see you again next week.